to Minding My Business. This is a platform created for women who are wanting to elevate their business, their mindset, and their life. If you want to catch these episodes live, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on Instagram at Tanya C. Oliver, where each week I'll be interviewing a powerhouse guest. What's going on? Hey. Hello, beautiful lady. Hello. I love the green on you. So real quick, before we have Sandy hop on, because she is here, and we've been trying to get this lady on for freaking ever, right? Yes, um, So welcome to Minding My Business, everybody, with myself and... Daniela. Where we are here to elevate your business, your mindset, and your... Life. Sorry. Could you guys hear the noise in the back? Mm, a little bit. All right, so we have Sandy popping on right now. Sandy, we just added you. Hi. Hi. Finally. I know, we made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> we are so grateful and so excited to have you on today, Sandy. You have been on our list for quite some time, and I know we've been back and forth to get you on here. So thank you for sharing your time and your energy with us on Minding My Business. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, between mom life and work life and all the things, it just like there was one thing after another popping up. So I'm so glad I got to be here with you ladies today. <laughs> yeah, last week you're like, oh my gosh, we have, you had like these emergencies with the kids, but you still are like just managing everything. And that's what we want to bring on is realness. This is Daniela. I know you and I have talked, but I don't think you've met Daniela. Yes. Hi, Daniela. Hi. Such a pleasure to finally have you on. And yes. I'm so excited to be here. We understand. I know me as a mom, you know, I know things come off from left field. You know, you can have a day planned down to the T. Oh. The kids fall or the kids do something. It's like, oh, okay, gotta reroute. I, I texted Tanya. I think it was like, I mean, I think it was the morning of, and I was, because Jake, my oldest, who's four, he's been sick off and on for like weeks. And then finally the doctor was like, do you just want to go do x-rays? And I was like, yes, like, I don't know what's wrong. Thank God everything came back okay. But it was just like, you never know. It's like one day it's the vet, another day it's a doctor. And like, it's just, you know, never ending, but we make it work. We always make it work. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why we wanted to have you on. I mean, you, you have so much. I mean, for those of you who don't know Sandy, I'm just going to give you a quick intro, and please, if you want to add anything. or, But Sandy Glant, she is literally the queen of productivity. In fact, you're such the queen of productivity that you built your an entire business around productivity and supporting other women entrepreneurs or women who want to boss up and have it all with their business, their being a mom, being a wife, being an entrepreneur, and still being able to create, um, they said, helping overwhelmed boss moms work less and make more. You're also Mrs. Florida International. Congratulations. I think that's something new that you added to the profile. Yeah. Yeah. That is very new. And uh, congratulations on that. And also, she is the author of Slay Your Day. And how we originally met was you're the host of the Connect Network, and I got to be a guest on there, and here you are with us. So you are doing a lot here, sister. 
It's, you know what, it's all, everything that you mentioned, including my husband and my kids, they're all things that fuel me. I don't say yes to anything that I don't go 100% in on. So each one of those things has my heart and I go in 100% and I don't say yes unless I can show up 100%, you know, just like when we had our past few events scheduled together to go here live and I'm like, look, I, my kids got to go to the hospital. I know I got to be there. Like I can't be on a live and with my kid at the hospital at the same time. Like that's one of the ways that we get to show up and be present in every area that's important to us is like, know what's important to you. Like know what those pillars are. You know, I wouldn't be able to say yes to all those things that you just mentioned if it wasn't a hundred percent yes for me. Like every, and there it's, it's a commitment. It's not like a little thing, you know, like you really have to commit and go all in. Yes, to the things that you say yes to. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I think, like, I, the biggest thing, too, I think for everybody watching is it's not that you're not going to be able – there's going to be curveballs thrown at you, Daniela was saying, and even you're saying, Sandy. But the biggest thing that I really respect and admire is each time – I know we've been back and forth a little bit, but you've always communicated to me. And I think as long as there's strong communication and, like, stuff's going to happen – because I've had people that just like dip out and there's no response. I'm like, Hey, uh, we scheduled something. And, yeah. uh, I mean, are you okay first? <laughs> right, right, right. And I think also, you know, number one, like I said, you have to know your priorities, but don't agree to do something. If you're not going to prioritize that, like I, you know, look, I'm room mom. Um, this year, you know, it was my son's first year in school. And I knew because my pillar, like my husband and my kids come first, like above everything else. I was like, okay, if I can't show up as present room mom, I'm not going to sign up to do it. But it's something that's important to me. You know, I want my son for as long as he wants me to do it, at least. <laughs> you know, that's something that's really important. So just like you would show up for yourself for a dentist appointment, a doctor's appointment, uh, a workout. Like, if you make an appointment and a commitment to someone, you have to respect that. On, it's, it's a reciprocated thing. You, you don't you know, just show up for yourself. You make a commitment, you show up to that commitment. Mm. That is wholeheartedly there. And I know you mentioned, um, I mean, the whole point of minding my business, Danielle and I had, you know, decided we wanted to commit to this was because we wanted to number one, celebrate other women that are really have created a lane for their, for themselves, but also had just had to, at one point kind of just disconnect from anything from everything to just really just mind your business and build your own lane. And then mm -hmm. a certain level of success where you, everybody then probably comes to you like, Oh my gosh, how did you do this? You're like, I was just minding my business. I wasn't putting anybody else down. I was celebrating yeah. others along the way, building relationships and networks. But you mentioned first before all your, um, you know, your priorities, your husband and your children, but watching your stories and of course seeing the outcome of how well you put yourself together, which by the way, you guys like keeping yourself put together, that's a job. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's something I can say, I can say you for sure, but like making this look easy and keeping put together and being healthy and you know, the hair, the makeup, like that is a literally a part-time job. Yes. And I would say you do take a lot of pride and care in yourself care. Can you share yeah. a little bit about, I mean, so clearly you prioritize yourself in order to be capable of being a phenomenal mother and a phenomenal wife and a phenomenal business owner. Yeah, you know, I think for me, I've always, 
like people will ask me like how how do you work out so much how do you how do you like prioritize that how do you find the time to do it and I'm like I make the time to do it I don't like everyone has the same 24 hours we all know this you know but like two things number one like I okay I used to be the epitome of like a night out like I would stay up all night and that guy sleep in and like this is before kids by the way um and then after kids I was like you know what I gotta rearrange my priorities like I still need a solid eight and a half to nine hours of sleep a night and look when you're in a newborn stage you kind of that shifts a little bit for the first six months to a year but I still get up at 5 36 o'clock every single morning and I get a workout in because I know during the day I know two things number one once my kids are awake, forget it. I'm not going to get a workout in because during the summertime when Jake was home and my youngest, they're both, they're both home. I didn't want to take time away from them and like get in my office, close the door and start a workout knowing that they're on the other side, like waiting for me to finish. Like I wasn't okay with that. Some people, like if you're fine with that, maybe you're home with them all day. Like that's, you know, that's fine. Like I, if I was home with them all day long, it'd be different, but I'm running a business. I'm with my kids. I'm trying to take care of myself. So I needed to, to find the time to prioritize myself. And it goes for all the other things like hair and makeup. Look, not every day is glam squad where your hair is perfect and your makeup. Look, I've got a filter on right now because I don't have the lashes on. Like, but you know, you put yourself together where you feel good about yourself. You know, like I work out to feel good. It's for my mental health and sanity. It's, it's not necessarily just for the skinny jeans, but like, yes, I want to look and feel good too. But it's because I know if I get a workout in, I am taking care of myself. And then that's the ripple effect that goes into everybody else. My family, my business, everybody else around me. Awesome. So you are saying that, you know, you prioritize the time with your children. Do you ever feel mom guilt when you do say, you know what? I just need some time for myself today. Do you ever have that challenge? So I'll tell you, like when I first became a mom, I had mom guilt all the time because I was trying to figure out, I was trying to figure out, like we're talking about here, like picking a lane, like how do you do all of these things? Like I would feel guilty when I was working and then I wasn't with my kids and then I'd be with my kids and I'd be like, oh my God, I need to be sending out these emails. I need to be working. But in going through that and going through all of these processes, I was able to carve out the path where I was like, you know what, we're all, we're always going to feel it on some level. You know, I think that if it's something that you truly love and care about, there's going to be moments when you're like, yeah, I could be with my kids. Yeah, I could be with my business, whatever. But if you're strategic about it and you have a strategy behind it, it becomes a whole heck of a lot easier to be in that zone and not have the guilt. So like, you still may feel it, but you know, like, I know when I'm working, I'm working. And I know when I'm with my kids, my phone is gone. Like I literally tell my five-year-old, well, he's almost five, my four-year-old, like the phone goes away. If you see me on it, say, mom, get off the phone. It's time to put it away because that's their time. It's not time for me to like check in with clients and send out emails. They are so respectful of my time and I want to give them that same respect. Oh, that's amazing. I, that's a tool. That's a for all you all you people that are watching that have kids, putting your phone away, just like Santa, it will make all the difference to your kids. Yeah. And they notice. They yeah. they notice. Like, my, my son will say to my husband, he'll be like, Daddy, you're on your phone. And I'm like, well, Daddy, Daddy, you know, 
he's he's working on the phone right now and he's like daddy's always working i'm like okay baby it's time to put the phone down <laughs> you know so i feel like just being aware of it helps because sometimes if you're new to it too you need that accountability for someone to kind of like check you and maybe it's your kids to be like look it's time to put the phone down you know oh, especially like at the end of the day you know when you want that connection time and like for us bath time like when i do bath time with my kids it's really important for me to be there and connect with them and have that special time so just like figure out what works for you like for me i don't start the work day till 10 a.m and then i end at three o'clock so it'll be like those hours that for me are like my sacred time to be in in work mode and then also outside of that time is sacred to be with my family mm. it's funny i was just at because i just recently moved to miami so we're neighbors but i just went to this restaurant in brickle um something about you, um, Dolores, you could call me Delilah. It's incredible. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard of it. It's the food is phenomenal, but the, the biggest thing is the intention that's put the attention to detail inside of the restaurant. There's a, like a phone holder that they intentionally put there. And they said, you know, you'd enjoy your conversations more if you put your phone in here. You oh, have I love time. that. Yeah, for people to have, because if you just take a moment and you look around, regardless, just life, you see everybody on their phone when they're trying to spend time together. Right. Like, and I have to remind myself, too, I mean, if it's important, I'll apologize and handle it. But for the most part, I mean, it, it was really cool. That reminded me of the restaurant that I just went to where they actually had like a phone placement yes. put in when you're eating out at the restaurant. You yep. mentioned about... You mentioned about scheduling from like 10 to three. And I know you are, you literally built a whole business around productivity. Are there anything that you have as non-negotiables for your own personal schedule to keep yourself like mentally sharp and on point and to be able to handle everything that's going to happen in life for yes. Would you be able to share that with us? Because I'm sure yes, and I have a whole slew of these, so I'll keep it to <laughs> maybe like five. <laughs> but I'll give you some of my non-negotiables that it's just how I run my life, my business, my family, the home, everything. So number one, we have like a command center in our home. It's and I can like share a photo with you guys. You probably have seen it in my in my like stories and and whatnot. But it's like, I call it my command center, and it's like a board, like a cork board, a little like whiteboard and a, um, and like a mail center where you can put your mail in. And I put the schedules on there. So it's for everyone in my home to be on the same page. And it's so funny because like, I'll tell you what's on, what's on this board. And I put schedules from like the time we get up. So my, well, really my kids, cause I don't have five 30, but it starts at seven. So from the time the nanny starts till the time, the end of the day, like kids are in bed, baths, bedtime, stories, pajamas, all of that. So at any point of the day, whenever, like, it doesn't matter if my in-laws, my parents are here, the nanny, my husband, whoever needs to check in, they know, like, who's on deck, like, who's here, who's picking up the kids, who's dropping off the kids, like this, like the schedule. So get anyone that is, like, on your team, right, like spouse, um, helping your home, pickups, drop-offs, all of that. Just get everybody on the same page because then there's no question. Like, it was so funny. So I also have on this board, um, I don't have any anyone right in front of me, but it's a, it's a grocery list, laminated. And what I do is I have these, like, wet erase 
not dry erase, these are wet erase markers because dry erase comes off too easy. So there are these like wet erase markers. And I, we, not just me, but anyone in the home can write like, okay, we need like today, um, we had our cleaning lady here. My nanny was like, we need cleaning supplies, uh, oatmeal, eggs, like, so and then you can, you know, erase it and then add anything to it. And I have certain days that we, not we, I order, like Mondays and Thursdays are my order days, like Amazon, Costco, Whole Foods. So I have those set days and it's on a system. So like the more systems you have in your business and at home, the easier the operations will run. So that's number one, like get a command center. And even if it's just like you and a spouse or a roommate or whatever, like put what's, like I did this even like when I was growing up and I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like we had a whiteboard at, like my parents home when I was little and I'd be like off to work or off to school or off to whatever like be home this time you know it just like keeps you in check with the people around you so everyone knows who's coming who's going what do you need what do you need to order all of that kind of stuff so that's number one number two I would say that you have to know like for me I need at least a good like I said eight and a half nine hours of sleep so my wake time and my bedtime are non-negotiables. Like we are in bed. We're probably in bed every night by 8.30, but we're like for sure in bed by nine o'clock. And I know that sounds so early to some people, but when you get in a routine of doing it, like I'm up every morning almost without an alarm at 5.30. So I'm going to bed early, but I'm also... So I'm up super early and then I'm going to bed super early, but it's in the routine. Like I, it's built that way because I'm working out, you know, I have, I get up and it's like, we start the kids lunches. And, and once my kids are up at seven o'clock, forget it. It's like crazy house. It's like trying to get everybody out the door. But, and then a side, like a side note to that is like, we also have this like command station by the door. So like backpacks, like the keys, like all the things that you need that you probably scramble around and you're like trying to find, like, I can't even tell you how many times my husband, like we literally have a key rack and we keep them in the same place and he'll come in and he'll put them like upstairs in the bathroom or in his closet or on the island. And I'm like, <laughs> he'll be like, where are my keys? I'm like, you didn't put them on the key rack? Like I like religiously use that because it's, it's, you can't lose it. You can't lose things when they're in the same place when you know where they're, you know, coming and going. So, so like the consistencies are so, so important because you you don't have to, look like you don't waste time like we put extra shoes and socks and underwear for the kids like down in the laundry room like things that you know you're going to constantly use and go to just set yourself up for success you know and then for us again back to the schedules like it's just so important that everyone's on a schedule the bedtime for time the kids are going to bed you know anything that you can prep ahead of time even the gym clothes and another huge thing that i'll mention is i take vitamins every single morning and nighttime and I'll lay that out in my bathroom. And they're like custom vitamins for me based on just like what my body needs, magnesium and multivitamins, omegas, um, that I set out. So every morning and every evening, I, I, they're there. Like it's part of the routine. So just being able to set yourself up for success is going to save you so much time, so much money, like the grocery thing. How many like boxes of pasta do you probably have in your pantry right now because you order you just order it or you get it like I say order because I haven't been to the grocery store in years because I just order 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 <laughs> but like find the things that you do over and over and over again and start to get a system in place for those and you're going to save yourself so much time and money
That is for sure. And you just dropping diamonds on us. Honestly. So you were saying that you get the kids on a schedule as well. Do you start that early on? Like since they're newborns, obviously. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you, I have to tell you ladies, I, I probably have it in my library over here. I could show you when I was my, with my first baby with Jake, I literally had, I called it my birth binder and I was like, everything was in this thing from like you know I took these birthing classes I did all this stuff to prepare if you can't tell like I prepare a lot I, I you know planning is in my like blood so we get to the hospital and I say to my they're like where are your like hospital cards because when you check into the hospital when you have a baby you have to have like the cards for the hospital and I looked at my husband I'm like where's the birth binder he's like I left it in the car and like the daggers that probably came out of my eyes <laughs> I'm in labor, I'm having contractions, and he's like, you know, trying to get the pillows and the blankets and whatever. So like, for me, I've uh, like schedules. And it, this is the thing, like with babies, it's hard to get on schedules when they're really little. But like, I find the things that work, like you have to find the milestones that work for you um, with sleep, especially when the kids are little, like with nap times, just like, where you can, because the more moving pieces you have, and this is what I say about my programs, my courses, my academy, the more moving pieces you have, the better the systems work, mm. right? So it's like, you don't wanna rely on just luck that things are gonna happen and things are gonna go your way. Like it's all in the preparation. So don't leave things up to chance, like set yourself up for success. So you're able to, like if something does come up, you can fall back on the systems and you're still supported. So to answer your question, like I have always been a very structured person. And what I'll say is I did not grow up like that. Like I grew up in a home that had no systems, no structure. Like I always joke with my mom that I was the last kid picked up from like ballet and dance and gymnastics because she was like so not structured. Um, but because of that environment, I saw where I thrived and was able to create those systems and structures. So if you're not a structured person, like you can, you can slowly start to implement what works for you. Yeah. The biggest thing too, is it's like, people don't realize there's so much power in structure. Structure is what brings order. Yes. And no structure, no routine and no systems or rituals. There's chaos. And yeah, fine. I guess I think a lot of people are probably wanting to know because you seem to like just have everything so together, but I know you're human and, you know, so I'm going to ask you this question when you are yellow lighting, because it seems like so many people depend on you, uh, especially in your home. And I know mm -hmm. that your husband is also responsible for a lot of things too. And to have all the structure and order in the house, but when you're yellow lighting, what are some tools that you use and you personally reach for when mm -hmm. back into the green? Yeah. Okay. So this is a technique that I've learned through parenting that I do myself and I do with my kids and it's breathing. It's literally just getting control of your own breath. Um, I read a lot of conscious parenting books because the way that I had two very different parents, like parenting styles. I had one who um, was very um, aggressive, we'll say, and, and, and probably like just didn't have the tools, didn't know how to tap into conscious parenting, right? So she just fell back into what her parents taught her. And then I had another parent who was very communicative, 
um, you know, understanding, conscious, aware, and had very different relationships with both of them. And I knew from a very young age which one I wanted to fall into. So every day, like I'll tell you as much as I read about business and marketing and sales, I am learning about how to be the best parent I can be. And that also translates into the workplace. Like when you're going through something, <laughs> so one of my girlfriends is on, she's like, Poppy's too. Like my dad is that parent who is like so calm and so communicative and like can, can just be aware. And I think the more awareness we have, we control that by our own breath and our own breathing. Like when you feel like you're getting overwhelmed, um, we don't do timeouts in our house. We do time-ins where we come together and we talk and we breathe. Like we call it the Zen zone. So like my son, if he gets overwhelmed, my husband and I were joking this weekend because like it was one of those parenting moments where like it could have gone off the rail, like screaming and like one of those moments. And my husband and I look at each other. We're like, can we go to the Zen zone? <laughs> it was just you know, and cause I, like my son, like he probably had too much sugar that day, who knows? And he was just like about to lose it. And my husband goes, mommy and daddy are really holding it together right now. Like, can, can we just go to the Zen zone right now? Cause I think we need it, you know? And it's just, I think being aware of what triggers you. Cause that is huge. Like knowing what your own triggers are and what um, is going to take you to that point. Um, so for me, I think just educating myself, being aware, and then knowing some of those tools to kind of like reel yourself back in when you find yourself in a moment like that. So Sandy, so you're showing the tools that you have learned and you've taught yourself to your children at this point. So when you're out and about, like for example, my daughter went to Ulta, I left, I went for shampoo, left empty handed, she just had a complete meltdown. Like it sounded like somebody was beating my child. It was so, I started crying. Like I could, I was like, oh my God, how embarrassing on that parent. So when you're in a moment like that, do you, take, do you use those tools right there and then? Or do you take yourself and your child out of that situation and then use your tools? I think that's very important for people to know because sometimes you might be even embarrassed to start breathing at the store or let's say in your car because you're embarrassed of somebody else looking in mm -hmm. move forward with your tools yeah so number one we're all human like we're all gonna have moments where we fail or like we scream at our kid and and like i will beat myself up for weeks because i'm like oh my god like i screamed at him like my husband tells me i need to discipline more because i probably like i don't discipline in a traditional way. Like I'm all about learning through like, and I think that's the thing, like we have to learn through whatever the behavior was that we wanted to change, right? So like, let's say that we're, we're in that moment and the kid's like having the tantrum or going through that moment. Like I, and, and again, this is just my own parenting style. Everyone has their own different ways of parenting. I'm always learning. Like I will forever be a student of, of life, of parenting, of business, like of, of all the things because I think that you can always become, there's an, always a better version. There's always a better way to do business. There's always a better way to parent, to be, a, to be the best spouse you can be. And I think that at the end of the day, like when you stop learning, that's when, that's when it gets scary because you're not like, you're not actively trying to become the best version for you, yourself, your family, your community. Um, so I, for me personally, 
I, in a situation like that, because there's been plenty of situations when that happens, I, and it might sound funny or silly to some people, but I get low. Like I try and have that communication very clear, like eye level with my child. Um, from what I've learned, it's more about like embracing them, helping them to be problem solvers, not trying to like in the moment, get them to understand, just in the moment, have them be calm and have someone there as a support system for them. Not necessarily like a teachable moment. Cause again, from what I've learned, you don't teach in those breakdown moments. You teach in the calm, cool and collected. So in a situation like that, and again, it's happened to all of us, you know, I just try and go back to the skills that I've learned and I try and do it myself. Like I implement those breathing techniques. My one-year-old, I'll say to him, Jordy breathe. And he goes, <sighs> so even he knows, like we use our breath, we go back to that. Um, and I'm always learning. Like I'm, I'm never gonna, you know, I'm never not gonna be a student of how to become the, a, a great mom or wife or, you know, all these different titles that I have because I think that there's always, there's always learning opportunities. Hey, it's Tanya. I'm calling a quick timeout intermission huddle. So bring it in. I'm personally inviting you to our inner circle. It's our monthly VIP meetup with other achievers just like us. Each week, I'm teaching everything you're going to need in order to be successful to step into the most elite version of yourself. I'm going to break this down play by play, the tools, the systems, the strategies, everything you're going to need in order to operate at higher levels mentally, physically, emotionally, and energetically. Look, we're in a season where the idea of full potential just isn't cutting it anymore. It's time to really be it now. So Click the link in the show notes and I'll see you in the inner circle. Peace. Do you have a specific breathing that you love? Because we had uh, Dr. Shannon Sperber on and she did a lot of somatic. She's amazing. Yeah. We've had, I mean, everybody, there's such a common pattern with everybody. And we hope that people that get to view see that it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. And it does yeah. require a discipline and a practice and a commitment and a consistency. But yes. do you favorite breathing practice, one that you find to be very impactful that you can show us and share with the viewers? Yeah. So, I mean, there's not, so, well, there's two that I like to follow. I, mine are different than what I do with my kids. So um, if you're familiar with Gary Brecca, he always talks about Wim Hof breathing. Um, so he introduced that to me and that's, that's something that's more like, you wouldn't do this with your kids because it's so intense. You even get lightheaded um, when you do it. So it's more about oxygenating the body um, for what I've learned from him. Um, and then I also have an app on my phone and it goes through, I think it's like a, a, a four, seven, four breathing where it's like, or I'm sorry, seven, seven, four, seven, four. Yeah. So where, where you're breathing in for four, you're holding for seven, you're letting out for four. That's just like, again, something on my phone that I follow. But for my son, I keep it so easy. Have you ever seen those balls that like expand? and then they contract. Mm -hmm. They're almost like kinetic balls. Have you ever seen them? No. No, okay, I'll, it's in the playroom. I, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll post it's it, I'll, I'll tag you ladies in it. Okay. But, so it's like, it, it expands and then it shrinks back down. And it's just a simple tool and this is what we use. So we literally have a Zen zone in our house. There's some essential oils. There's a little timer with sand in it and um, one of these balls and some like stories, like some, some little like, you know, stories about mindfulness and a little yoga pad. And we have a little like yoga, yoga mat. 
And that's the Zen zone. And when he goes in there, he has a box and he goes in and he pulls out the, the oil. We have like lavender and peppermint in there. And he just goes like in and out. And it's just like a simple tool for him to use. He doesn't have to think about how many times he's breathing. He just does it until he can get himself centered again. Mm. So it's a, physical, it's a physical ball that he gets to, that paces him, in other words. Yeah, and it's, it's on his own. Like, he can open it as slow as he wants, and he can close it, you know, as fast or as slow as he wants. Oh. But it's just something that he can, like, see and breathe and do, and it keeps, like, his hands busy, and it's like he's focusing on something else other than, and look, he's an older brother. He, I, my youngest... Um, so my youngest is almost two. My oldest is almost five. And like the competition in our house, we got two boys. It's like with everything, with toys, with mommy time, with daddy time, with everything. So, so I utilize that tool with both of them because now my youngest doesn't do the ball. He'll just go because he's one. Um, but my four-year-old with Jake, he knows like because he, they also practice that in school. And we, we, he's with a school that teaches mindfulness which we love wow. um so he's he's practicing that like on a daily basis you know in school as well that's awesome so you are a phenomenal individual so in your upcoming on your becoming how did that correlate with you know your old friendships did you so have them as well or was there a time that you just had to let go of some of your old friends well, you know, I think that you're always going through a metamorphosis and evolution, you know, in your life. I know, like I said, for me, and I even wrote it in my book, um, my, you know, the way that I grew up and the way that my life is now, it's totally different. I mean, in so many different aspects, um, I have friends that I've known since I was 10 years old that are still my best friends to this day. Um, we don't live in the same city. One of them's in um, LA. Another one is in Washington State. Um, still close friends of mine. I see them maybe once every couple years, um, but they're still close. They're still best friends of mine. Um, but I'll tell you this, we don't see eye to eye on many things. Like there's things, political views, um, you know, we're just at different stages of life. And it's different, but, but it doesn't mean that they're not still my close friends, but I also have had friends that have not been like my close tight knit group of friends that I have grown out of because simply my vision of what I want to accomplish in life and what I want to do is different than theirs. You know, like what I'm going after and my vision and what I want to create is just so far like, you know, from what they, I think even can fathom that like you gotta get yourself around people with like the big massive vision like my husband and i talk about this all the time both of us have people that i don't think you necessarily um you know have to abandon those relationships you just have to know what they're there for like i know that certain relationships i'm not going to be talking about business you know i'm not going to be talking about growth and ideas and and collaborating together but I'm, i'll talk about you know let, let's have our kids have a play date together you know, um, but you have to know, like, what's the purpose of the, of the relationship and, and what do you want from it and what are you giving and what are you getting and what does it look like? Yeah, I, I mean, I, this is always an important, 
you know, conversation, there's a few questions that we always bring up because the audience really, really loves and appreciates it. And everybody has a little bit of a different segment of their own insight on it. And when you're in the process, because we see, you know, I've been following you and just imagine I've been following a few other people that are in your inner circle and, you know, the amount of growth that you are going through at a very rapid pace. Um, I think the biggest question too, on top of what Daniela said is when you know you have to, not everybody's going to, to be celebrating you. Not everybody's going to be happy for your success. There's yeah. jealousy and envy, and there's going to be people that actually wish poorly on you. And, and it's sad and unfortunate. And sometimes those are going to friends have you ever experienced that and if yes what was your exit strategy of that like cutting off yeah well I'll tell you this my focus like have you ever seen that photo it's like a picture of Michael Phelps and he's in the lane and he's swimming and then there's like another swimmer behind him who's looking next to him in the lane next to him who's in second place but the guy in the front is only looking at his lane where he's going what he's doing it's the same thing. I'm not worried about who's over here, who's over there. I'm so, like, I have so much going on in my world. First of all, I don't have time to look at someone else's stuff. And second of all, I could care less because what does that do for me? I'm focused on me and my family and where I'm going in my business. That, first of all, those, those types of relationships are going to fall off just organically and naturally. And I know personally, just for me in my own life, I've had family members um, that I've had to step back from because they just don't see where I'm going, what I'm doing. And, you know, it's just not, again, I don't fully disconnect from it, but I also know where I, about what I do and don't talk about with them, you know? And I think that at the end of the day, like you have to know what those relationships look like. And like you said, not everybody's going to support you. Not everybody's going to want to see you win, but who cares? You want to see you win. The people that care about you want to see you win and do good. So put yourself around those relationships. Don't worry about anyone else. Like at the end of the day, most people don't care. Like most people don't care like what you have going on and what you're doing. So why are you focused on someone else? Yeah. You know, it's like, do you focus on you? Why would you even for a second take your mind and your focus and attention off of what you're doing and building and creating to focus on what someone else thinks of you? Yeah, I know a lot of people, and I say this because I know you're also a coach, that maybe it's easier for you, but sometimes a lot of the women that you have might take it more personal. And it is actually, it's funny, I just did an Instagram story of like seeing these posts of like, don't give an F and this and that. I was like, actually, I think that's the main problem is we need to care more, um, personal opinion. But when you coach people, I mean, they might have a hard time like with family members that are not you know, like don't wish well on them and it does impact, it does hurt them. It, they do have a hard time with it. So maybe not you, but you're also a coach. Mm -hmm. also yeah. Coach. Well, and I think that's why, why I'm saying, like, I think you need to know what container you hold that person in, you know, like, uh, do you want to keep them at an arm's length? Do you keep them closer? Do you keep them further away? And just knowing like, what's the expectation that you have? Cause at the end of the day, if you're looking for something that someone can't give to you, what does that do for you? You know, you have to like manage expectations and maybe it's something like, again, I had to do this in my own personal life with family members where I was looking for, I was like setting an expectation. I was setting a bar that this person couldn't achieve. 
you know? And it's like, like, am I going to keep like hoping something's going to change or am I going to change my expectation and realize I'm just not going to get that from that person. So I need to change my expectation of what that outcome looks like, mm. you know? And, That's and like, for, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, then again, you don't need to, I think we, we put a lot of, especially if it's someone close to us, like, and I, even in the beginning of my business, um, you know, for me, when I was building it, I think, especially people who are just kind of starting off, we expect people to just get on board and support us, whether it's family members, a spouse, friends, and you see the vision and where you're going, but they don't see it yet. So it might be harder for them to get on board. Just keep going. Like I was talking about this in my academy the other day. And I was like, in the beginning, my business, my husband was like, it's a joke. Like she's doing this for fun. Like, and now he sees the numbers and he's like, okay, like, not just our little side gig anymore like oh, you know doing great <laughs> so so you know what i mean like it's when when they start seeing the numbers and the progress and there's the proof and the stats and really like you, you know you can measure it then it becomes a different conversation but don't let someone pull you off your game just because they can't see your vision it's kind of like it comes down to you're setting yourself up for failure if you're expecting others to choose the way you would treat them yeah, have the same morals. Not everyone grows up the same, and I know that was a very big pill for me to swallow because yeah. I was the way I want to be treated. So when I didn't get that in return, it was like, wait, what? But I, yeah, you know, not everybody thinks like me. Not everybody has my heart. So you can't, you know, look down on somebody else or or think bad of them because that's just not how they were raised, or that's not. Yeah. And especially as like a giver, like women, we tend to be, you know, we want to give and we want to, we want people to get on board and like us and support us. But at the end of the day, it's like, not everyone is going to be your cup of tea or vice versa, you know? So I think that number one, just know what you're going after. And then number two, when you're focusing on the right people, the, the, the people that don't support, like, you're not going to be so consumed and worried about. And again, it could be personal. It could be family members. It could be your spouse, whatever. They'll either get on board and support you at some point, hopefully. But if not, again, you can't expect something from someone that can't give you. Like, it, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about that person. Like, they can't give something that they don't have. Yeah. That's amazing. So you've done a lot of work on yourself. Have you and your husband done the work together or how was that situation? Yeah. So I actually met my husband because I was, I mean, I still am to this day, obviously I like live, eat, breathe, personal development. Like obviously this conversation, you've heard me talk about it a lot. Um, I met him because I interviewed for the company that he works for and, you know, he's in it all day long. I mean, it's part of his company, it's part of their organization, but I think for me, it's also like, I grew up from an entrepreneurial family. My dad is an entrepreneur, has his own businesses, my grandfather, like it's generational. Um, so it's in like my DNA, it's in my blood. I feel like it's not, you know, for me, it's not it's not even something I negotiate on. It's just something that is a part of me. Um, so we separately have our own things going on. Like we have our own ideas of what we want to achieve and what success looks like and what we want to go after. And then together we have what we want to achieve as well. Like I know what he, like for him, like his ideal in 10 years, like I know what that looks like for him. 
I know, you know, what he wants to be doing. I know what it looks like for our family and vice versa. So we, we, every week we do date night. So we go out at least once a week on Thursdays or a Saturday and we have our date nights together and we talk about these things and it, it's exciting and it's fun. Um, it's time for us to connect. And especially because like there's certain points throughout the year when he's traveling more, he's got conferences going on, like every weekend or something. So we find that intentional time together to connect. And, you know, for like, I feel like it also ebbs and flows because there's times when it's really easy and like, it's easy to have that, you know, time together. But then when it's time, when it doesn't happen like that, that's when it's the most important to have that connection time because, you know, kids stuff is crazy and the work is crazy and the travel is crazy. So it's like just having that time, like even in the mornings for us, part of the reason why we wake up so early is we have that time together, you know, before the, the babies are up. So just like finding those moments that we can together, even when it's crazy, even when there's travel, even when there's boot camps, seminars, conferences, all of that, um, we just make sure that we prioritize each other and we know like what's important to the other person. That's awesome. You guys have a roadmap to success. <laughs> Look, we're always working on it. Like I said, it's not like, it's not like a set it and forget it, you know, like you, you really, really, really. And I think also, for me, because I'm obviously the planner, my husband, not so much. <laughs> um, I will very, very intentionally look at like, what do we have going on? What do we have coming up? Like one of the biggest months of the year for us is March when my husband has like a massive conference. Um, they have the 10X Growth Conference. And I know that month and the month leading up to it, it's, it's intense for him. So like, I'll play little picnics in our backyard. Like when he comes home late, you know, seven o'clock at night and it's already done and set up, um, you know, little things that it's not like a lot of money or like, you're not putting a lot of, um, you know, like money down to it, but it's like, let's go out and get coffee together. Let's go out and have a picnic, like in the park with the boys together, you know? So Again, I don't think there, there's no perfect relationship. There's no perfect anything. It's what you make it. And, you know, there's, there's days when it goes great and there's times when it's not. And you just have to, like, know what you're focusing on. And I think for us, family is so, so important and is at the heart of everything that we do. So that's kind of like our North Star. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the intent. How you were saying, my little picnic in the world to your spouse and say that again i said that it's the intent behind the world to your spouse yeah and you know like he'll he'll i don't know if you can see like down there i have like little cards he'll come and he'll just drop a little card on my desk you know it's so funny it'll, be, it'll say like happy mother or happy valentine's day and he'll scratch out valentine's day and he'll be like happy like i love you so much day just random <laughs> things you know that's awesome. Do you feel like, do you feel like, um, I mean, of course, when life gets really chaotic and busy for both of you, it is gonna be, I think the thing that people feel about like love and relationships is that it's just gonna, when you go with it, with the feel of it, but it's also somewhat of a job. Like you have to be, as Daniela was saying, like thoughtful and intentional, but also mm -hmm sometimes do it when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, 
there's there's plenty of times when you know you like for me personally i'm a very headstrong person and like i i have learned over the years i my parents have been married for 40 years mm-hmm. 40 years 39 years and one of the things that my dad um has had always you know told me was you know compromise like you have to compromise you know it's not about who's winning it's not like if i because if i win he loses if he loses you know, and I win for, you know, per se, whatever, like the relationship isn't winning, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, for me, especially over the past couple of years, I look at like, what is like the relationship and marriage is its own entity. It's not just like Sandy, Jared, it's both of us together and what's best for our family. So there's many times when I've had to like put my own ego aside or in check or my own wants and needs and say, it's not what I want, it's what's best for the family. And again, because like that is my ultimate, like everything, you know, it's easier for me to do it because I know it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about right and wrong. It's just like, what is best for all of us collectively? Because we're a unit and we're in this together and it's not who's winning, who's right, who's whatever. It's like, what do we need together as a family? So on the flip side of that, there are times that you now or he calls you out like for example I my, my husband and me have a be together and there are times that he's and I'm like oh that's yes for now times that you have to call him out as well or yourself well you- we, we we kind of like like we'll hold each other accountable so like I'm doing the pageant right in it's like 57 or so days and I say to him I'm like you need to hold me accountable. Don't let me eat sugar. Don't like, don't let me eat the the muffins or the cookies or whatever. But then also like, if we get into like an argument about something, for sure he'll call me. And I think we're both very headstrong, which is like, when you have two headstrong people in a relationship, you both want to be right. You both want to prove your point. But again, going back to the like, the relationship, not just who's right, who's wrong. Like you have to put yourself in check a little bit. Like Chris will say to me, Sandy, like, I'm even trying to think of an example to give you. Um, oh my God. Like he'll, you know, I'll, I'll say something and he'll be like, well, you're contradicting yourself or, or that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, oh, you're right. And he's like, wait, 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 what was that you said? What was that? What? And like, you know, and it's like playful. Like it, yeah. it's like just kind of, you know, ma- like having fun where you can. And then also just like making sure that you're both supporting each other you know because i think at the end of the day when you want when you when both people want to be right like you both end up losing you know so like just having that playful nature to it and also like having the other person's back because it's not it's not easy to be in the position that my husband's in and he knows all the things i have going on that that's not the easiest thing either so i think just like one of the biggest things in my mother-in-law you know so that my in-laws live close by to us too and you know, it's like, she always will say, like, you know, you ca- you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes, you know, like he's running a million different things in a day, but I'm not thinking about what he's doing. I'm thinking about all the things that I have going on, yeah. you know? So when you can just put yourself in the other person's shoes and, and, and like kind of have those like goggles on or those glasses on as to like, what the other person's going through, then I think you, you become more um, just aware. You just become more aware of, of like how you can support them, 
um, you know, how you can help them. And, and like, sometimes you just got to ask, you just got to ask, like, I need help here. I need support here. Like last night, my husband put Jordy down to bed and I was like, oh, I got to take a shower. <laughs> I got to take a hot shower, you know? Of course, my other little guy sitting in there, like playing with toys or whatever, but I'm like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> so what inspired you to take on this pageant? Like, cause you said it's in uh 50 something days what was yeah, that it's the end of july yeah so i had said my gosh three years ago maybe four years ago i wanted to do a pageant and this was like no maybe longer because it was before jake was born so maybe five years ago because it was in our like old condo and like never really brought it up again i just kind of brought it up to jared and he was like Oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, why do you want to do it? Like, like, mm -hmm. like kind of like not really encouraging you to do it. Just like, why? Like, why do you want to do it? And then I kind of like, wasn't ready for it at the time. So I was like, all right, I'll let it go. And then after I had Jordy, I was like, I want to do it now. Like, mind you, this is after I just had a baby. I was still breastfeeding. Like, I don't even know why. Like, you know, what? I do know why because I put myself in situations to, to test my limits. Like mm -hmm. I will, I will strategically put myself in hard ass situations to see what I'm made of. When I wrote my book, I was pregnant. We were going through COVID. We had a move, like we just moved, you know, we're like in the middle of a move and that's stressful enough. And then you pile on writing a book, being pregnant, COVID, the move, all of those things. And I intentionally put myself in situations because I want to see, like, I want to prove to myself I can do it. I want to prove to myself this is what you're made of. So during that time, which again was almost now two years ago, I was like ready to go for it. I was like, I want to do the pageant now. I want to get my body back in shape. I want to like prove to myself I can do this. And then I just remember the coach that I had reached out to, who's now my coach today, um, at the time was like, you know, like breastfeeding at a pageant, like you can do it, but it's probably not the most ideal thing to do. And I was like, I can do it. I can do it. She's like, just like, think about it before you do it. So again, I talked to Jared about it and he's like, maybe you just like give it a year. So then fast forward now uh, to just a couple months ago and the opportunity came up and I was like, you know what? This is, this is like the right place, the right time. Had I taken the opportunity to do it two years ago, could I have done it? Absolutely. I would have, I would have figured it out. I would have done it, but it would have been 10 times more like just draining on my body and on me. And as you know, a new mom, you're already not getting sleep. So you just pile that on top of it. And like now was the right time. So now was the right time to do it. Now was the time uh, in my business with my family, with my kids, where I really felt like I can be in this and do it the right way. Mm. What a I love it. <laughs> but I'm always pushing myself. Like, I, I want to know what I'm made of. Like, I, I want to, like, if I'm in something and I'm, like, you know, writing a book, I'm pregnant, I'm doing, like, I'm, I'm doing, I'm purposely, like, piling things on because I want to know, like, that I can do it, that I can push myself to, to, to prove to myself, like, you can do hard things. That's why I wake up early in the morning. That's why, I, you know, I, I push myself out of my comfort zone. Like, I hate being in my comfort zone. Like most people live in their comfort zone. It scares the crap out of me to be in my comfort zone. It gets boring. And I think it's just a special type of individual that's like that because I'm, I'm, I'm very much the same. Yes. I, one thing in my business, 
and I master it. I'm like, oh, this is boring now. I'm, I want to go try this. They say yeah. this. Is yeah. And the biggest thing for people to understand too is like when you are comfortable and complacent, it means you're not growing anymore. And part of yes. soul work and spiritual growth and personal growth and development, it's just like your cue, like, hey, it's time to now, like you said, you can do hard things. And the analogy of diamonds are only formed under high intense pressure and yeah. putting yourself in those positions where you're forced to grow. And with that being said, because I know we've already been on, I feel like it's been like five minutes. But I know. I want to respect everybody's time. The show likes to also be like good with time too. Is um, if you can leave this, you know, this series that we just did with one thing for the audience or people watching the replay to gain some form of golden nugget for them to feel capable to apply today that's going to add a change and transformation to their life what's that one thing that they can take with them from this entire amazing conversation that we've had with you today yeah so my book my platform everything i talk about it's called slay your day right and what that means to me is going after your full potential is knowing that no matter what you're going through that you can always you're always capable of more and it's not doing more in the sense of adding more to your plate it's being strategic about the things that you say yes to and no to so one of my mottos that i say all the time is you get to have it all but you have to know what your priorities and your core values are so once you know what those are everything else becomes clear but you got to figure that out first that's how you slay your day that's how you can add the right intentional things to your plate. That's how you get to show up as an intentional businesswoman and mom and wife and wear all the different hats that are so important to you. But you have to know what those things are. Because if you don't say yes to everything, that's when you become overwhelmed and stressed and burn out. And that's what I take my clients away from. Like I have clients that end up working four or five hour days. They take Wednesdays off, Mondays off. They land $60,000 contracts when they you know, when they're sleeping or when they're on their days off. But it's, yeah, but it's because they know what they're saying yes to. They know what they're prioritizing. So know what those core values are for you, your boundaries. And that's how you tap into the systems, the strategy that allow you to take on the things that are most important to you. We love it. You dropped so many diamonds on the viewers today. Um, thank you so much for saying yes to minding my business. It is such an honor and we really do value your time and we're very grateful considering you only say yes to things that, you know, like we're like, yes. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thank you ladies so much for having me. I love what you're doing. It's so important to keep having these conversations because even if someone drops in for five minutes and they yeah. get a little gem, a little nugget out of, you know, what your guests have to say, they become better. Like take, take, you know, one little, and don't take it all. Like take one little, uh, you know, piece of gold or gem that you, that you hear and implement it. Don't try and implement everything at once because nothing will last. Take one thing, like plug into, you know, all these different segments that you have, like people that are coming on and watching and listening and implement one thing and you can sustain it and it'll last and then build on that. You know, so what you ladies are doing is amazing. And thank you so much for doing it. Thank you. For those of you watching, just go ahead. I know, Sandy, you have a lot of information. People can access you on your Instagram. You have, I was scrolling through it. Danielle was scrolling through it. You have all these little, like, 
free stuff, paid for stuff. So make sure you check out Sandy's link in her bio if you are interested in maximizing your productivity, developing systems. And, yep. and you know what? I'll even drop one of my freebies. So it's, it's Sandra Glant. I'm going to type it in here. SandraGlant.com forward slash big money. And mm. that is a training. So if you want to identify what your big money moves are. So a big money move is the thing that moves you forward. And oh, hold on, I'm just trying to type it in slash big money. There we go. Um, that moves you forward. And it's not the busy work. It's the very intentional strategic work that you do that allows you to land more contracts or contacts. It allows you to expand your business, get more visibility. It helps you to identify because everybody's money moves are different. You have to know what that is for you. So um, I just dropped the link in there, sandragland.com forward slash big money. And then you get that free training. Um, it's a video training and a PDF download. Oh, thank you. Of thank course, you so of course. Much. Thank you so much for everybody being on and sharing your time with us because we do value your time as well. Minding My Business, where you're here to elevate your business, your mindset, and your life. Until next Tuesday at Eastern, 11 Mountain Standard Time. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys, and we value you all. So thank you again, Sandy, and we will thank see you, you all. Thank you, ladies. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you hanging out with us today. If you found value in this episode, subscribe and share with your business besties. Head over to TanyaCOliver.com and claim your free thank you gift. Remember, you deserve to look, feel, and live life as your most elite self.